0: And he seen the news cameras. I don't know how the hell or why the hell they showed up, but we had stayed there for a while, so they knew there was, you know, was some something going on. But as soon as the news cameras got there and the ambulance finally got there, he jumped back in the car and we rolled off before he could take any credit at all. Nice. I was just thinking, man, what the fuck, man? You about to be a this now, man? Please say, it's, it's the time. Close right, up, <laughs> man. You no, know, say cheese. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's just like, man, Kev, you got to do what you're supposed to do because it's the right thing. You know, we ain't doing it for credit. We doing it because we great and we gonna be great to people, people.
1: family, welcome to another episode of the Fatherhood Village Podcast, the official home for proud fathers and mentors. I go by the name of Dayo Holloway, rocking with the one and only, my brother, Kev Hick. What's happening, man? How you doing?
0: Oh, man, I'm good, bro. Peace and love. That was an epic one. He's the one and only.
1: Yeah, yeah, we only got one of them. You know what I'm saying? How's the fam doing?
0: Man, everybody's lovely, brother. Everybody healthy, everybody happy, and everybody whole. Good, good, and well yeah. fed, might I say, well fed.
1: Right, right. In the in the midst of this whole quarantine thing, uh, man, it's, it looked like there's no end to this stuff, man.
0: Yeah, I thought it would be. A, I thought it would be a, a lengthy process. I'm I'm almost surprised that people thought it was just going to be an open and shut case you know mm-hmm. it, it takes a while for people to get sick so yeah i already knew this was gonna be a three month four month, six month type of thing yeah i'm wondering
1: if if they're going to administer this supposed vaccination for it, this mandatory I vaccination
0: that, motherfucker. i don't I, they better not i ain't taking that. you shit. know
1: what i wish i had that same liberty because you know being in the military yeah. We have to. We're forced to. You know what I mean? Like we got to be in compliance, and that's the that's the shitty part about it, man.
0: I got a government job, but I ain't taking anybody. Hey, look, yeah, he said, "Hey, this is my
1: last day." Then <laughs> 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 I dig it. I dig it, man. But uh, but yeah, we're gonna break right into it, man. We're gonna go over life lessons, the life lessons that we've learned from our fathers, our mentors, things that still that we still carry with us to this day, things that are pretty much timeless. So I'll I'll begin this one and uh, list the main things that still stick in my mind, that still stick in my head and things that I'm reminded of that my father taught me. And one of those was self-care. I, you know, as a kid, you know, I was just ready to jump out the house looking crazy. I ain't showered. I ain't brushed my teeth. I'm ready to go play, ride the bike, go play ball. And my dad wasn't having that, man. He was like, hey, man, he, he had to get me straight. He was like, bro, you, you can't do that. <laughs> we hollow ways, man. We can't go out here looking like no fool. Right. Come on now. Go in there, take your shower, brush your teeth, comb your head. You know what I mean? And, you know, those things I did like when I knew I was like going to go somewhere I was going to be seen in like in a large group or, you know, the open public. But if I'm just going to my friends house, if I'm just going to play ball up the street, you know what I mean? I didn't really care like that. And it sounded like a dirty kid, which it, probably, it was, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't look at it like that. Like each time that I stepped out the house, he reminded me, hey, you representing the family. You know right. what I'm saying? You're a representation of us and you're a walking billboard for yourself. Absolutely, and he wanted me to always to keep you know always keep that in mind uh be well presented um you know grooming uh like i said self care uh take care of everything before you left the house you know what i'm saying uh make sure you, you you're in tip top uh condition so that that's
0: something I, I I still move with today right and and the, and the show. Um even you know, when we was back in high school, man, like you could tell who had that as a lesson, man. Listen, unfortunately that was not my experience growing up, brother. Yeah. Man, that must have been one of them luxuries of having a father, cause uh my mama didn't give a damn. As long as I was <laughs> <laughs> as long as I was alive and shit, I had eight, that was about the extent of it, man. I remember yeah embarrassing ass picture of me at christmas over granddad's house of my granddad's house and man i I swear my damn pants are about three inches too short (laughs) (laughs) and by we it's what them you don't want to look at the photo anymore because yeah it's gonna be a whole family gathering. About man, look at this dude's pants, man. Look yeah, at got, why ain't nobody, tell, ain't nobody
1: tell me? Ain't nobody pull me to the side, yeah, and got man, me I, together. <laughs> you know,
0: I, I'm the youngest of four, um, uh, four boys. So my brothers were basically adults when I was a kid, and um, they would catch me slipping out out there, man. And they would always make sure to straighten me up. So you know, for me, it wasn't dad. It was it was my brothers. Like, yo, bro, you got holes in your shoes. Just tell us you need shoes, man. Call us. Well, Mama don't buy you no know, shoes. Call us and we'll come get you right, you mm-hmm. know. And so um, my brothers actually took that over. And you know, when I learned that I could call on my brothers, and and I mean, they've always done such a good jo- job, just you know loving me and making sure that they didn't abandon me, even though I was so much younger than them. Uh, that's where I, that's how I got and got this sense of of uh, taking care of yourself and presenting yourself well, because my brothers didn't want me walking around with holes in my shoes. and made them look funny, you know. I'm hanging right. out with them you know, you want to come over to my house? Yeah, and I come over there, I'm musty and shit, got holes in my shoes. <laughs> yeah. Got a shirt that's full size, that's too big, you know, that type of shit. And uh, like I said, my mom just is not the style person. I, I adopted my mom's style as a kid and, you know, uh, she wears clothes, you know, like like she, now in, in later years, she, she gets fresh, she does her little thing and she gets nice at the church. But mm-hmm. when we were poor, man, it was just like, bro, you got clothes on, I got clothes. You know what I'm saying? And that was was it. We didn't have a lot to represent. We didn't feel like, you know, that wasn't really the focus, you know, so my childhood was a little different, but my my brothers caught me lacking and they were like, bro, I don't care what the hell going on at the house. Call me, bro. I get you straight. And and they did, man. I remember my brother got his first check and bought me a Fila outfit. That's what he did with his first check. Couldn't wait to take me to the store to get me nice, right? Cause my big brothers had already gave him style, you know? So that was my evolution into taking care of myself. you know just connecting with my big brothers and you know you know learning from them because i didn't have no dad that was coming through and you know giving me nothing to represent right
1: yeah that's big that's big to have a big brother like that man um you know me being the the only child i didn't have that luxury it wasn't you know so i had older cousins of course and um you know from that aspect but in a lot of ways I was pretty much the oldest and my, you know, circle of immediate family. So mm-hmm. like my other cousins, like my my closest cousin, Vic. You met him. We're like yeah, brothers. Yeah. yeah, we we pretty much brothers. We don't we don't really associate as cousins, man. It's deeper than that. Like we've been we've been with each other since birth. Like literally, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So um, he and, it, and we're only six months apart, but he looks up to me as the big brother. You know yeah. what I mean, and and he's he's really paying attention to, to what I'm doing, the actions I'm taking. So yeah, to, to see that you had that in your corner, man, that's huge, like you said, with, with, with the absence of a father, man, you you need that.
0: You yeah, it was that. like I had three dads. I, you know, shit, my brother was, my, my oldest brother's 12 or 13 years older than me. Uh, the one behind him was 11 years, and the other one behind him, the youngest brother is still seven years older than me. So, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have a dad, but I had three big brothers that was grown enough, uh, you know, in comparison to me that they could give me the game, you know, years before my time. And they made sure that I had my shit together and I was respecting mama and I was, you know, on the right path. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, they they made sure my style was tight. They made sure my style was tight. You know, when they caught me lacking, you know, I got back to school the next Monday, I had the Fresh Reebok Classics with the whole Dickie outfit, jacket and Hey, with nah, the, you was fresh, bro. Yeah, yeah, All with right. the tango yeah. hat. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. They really got me fresh, but I always was fresh like an old dude. Though I wasn't fresh like a young man because I had their game and they, they stuff. <laughs> That's
1: why, yeah, I thought you was, like, so much older than what you were. And you had, like, that Snoop Dogg swag to you. So especially when you had those braids with the straight back. But
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, come out looking like I'm cripping or something. I'm, I got yeah. that. Yeah whole dicky fit like bro yeah
1: all you missing was a flag <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, uh, but yeah man but the the other thing that that stood out and that i carry with me was something that was pretty much tragic in his life uh on the business side of things so he was an entrepreneur himself he ran his own human resources business uh small business he had a uh, maybe five or six employees um, and some things went, went south because he mixed business with pleasure so this guy he met he went into business with he partnered up with uh he, he they pretty much agreed for him to be the vice president of his small business and long story short man he um so this guy he basically finessed my pops you know what i'm saying so as far as checking the books checking the money uh the different transactions you know money going in money coming out he, he you know my dad was good with it for a, an extent of time but as the relationship built between them he trusted him more yeah you know and he kind of he lapsed on taking care of business because he thought because their friendship was sharp that you know he he didn't trust but verify he right right left it in his hands and and thought because hey we're good people you know and and everything's all hunky-dory I know I I feel that he should handle that he's good and it came to bite him at the end you know he he definitely had to he stole money from the, from the business. I mean, tens of thousands of dollars that went unaccounted for and he didn't find out too much later. And he had to file for bankruptcy. So it was something that he always instilled in me, like he always told me that story and in, in different different details. And he went further into it, the older I got so he just made sure never mix business with pleasure. You know, all that, you know, you I mean, could be all good on the personal side and y'all joking and laughing and key keying and all that. But when we talk in business, all oh, that shit's out the window. You know what yeah. I mean? We it's nothing personal. You know, I rock with you, but we we speak in business here and that's where it needs to stay. And Absolutely. so yeah, so like as I got older, um, you know, becoming an entrepreneur in my own right, I did that's something that I always kept in the back of my mind and know that I didn't want that happening to me, you know, and I don't want him to say, man, I I showed you for years and years how I got, got. And I don't want, you know, him to be like, man, I told you, you, why did you do that? You know what I'm saying? So I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm living up to that at all, at all times.
0: You know, I gotta, I gotta listen myself, uh, a little bit born out of tragedy, you know, like um, when I was 12, uh, you know, my brother got killed. And when he got killed, he was drunk. So he he just got caught slipping. He had been arguing with this guy, you know, I I guess the whole night, you know, however long the night was. And um, the guy really didn't want to do nothing with him, couldn't handle him physically. They had already tried that. The guy couldn't mess with him. So, you know, he went off and act like he was leaving. And he went and got a, a strap and he came back. And, you know, he shot my brother in the back three times. And, um you know, obviously my brother felt that coming. So he turned around, he put his hands up, the guy shoot him in his hand. So he start running. The guy shot him in his back three times as he was running. Um, and he didn't even Oops. hit nothing vital. He just, he just bled out. But I just remember thinking, like, the moment I realized he, he had gotten killed and that he was drunk when he got killed, I was just thinking, damn. Had he been sharp? Right. Had he been had he been aware, had he had all his faculties, you know, had he not been caught, caught slipping drunk under the influence out here, he might still be alive. He might have still been able to think his way out of that. So consequently, like you've always known me, I'm a straight arrow. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do nothing. Um, yeah. I'm not completely opposed to people doing it. But my life lesson that I took there, I took two from him. Uh First of all, never let a never let a lesser man take you out. Right. Like I can't have that, right? We we had right. to figure we had to figure something else out. I kill before I let a lesser man do something to me. But uh, on top of that, and maybe that's just my trauma, but on top of that, always keep your head on the swivel and always stay sharp. Be the sharpest man in the room everywhere you go, right? Always make yes, sure sir. that you on top of the safety. Uh, and, and it you can outthink any anybody else that that's in the room, right? You always have to make sure that you can protect yourself from a mental standpoint, and your strategies in place. Sometimes being aimless is is fun and is peaceful, uh, but it doesn't it doesn't net the same type of results and the same type of longevity as making sure that you are always in contact uh, with with your purpose and and not with just with your purpose, but. Um, with protecting uh, that purpose uh, through every means possible, right? Like I live with purpose, but I protect that purpose by making sure I'm safe when I leave my house. I protect mm-hmm. that purpose by making sure I got my gun on me when yeah. I leave the house. I protect that purpose by making sure I make smart decisions so that I don't put myself in danger so that I can always get back home to my family. Cause my purpose is my family, yes, right? Sir. And protecting them means protecting me. So I don't go get drunk. I don't go get high. I don't go do that shit. And I know other pe- other people do that, and I'm not knocking that. But for me, I would n- I would never get caught slipping like that. Just because that's how my brother got caught slipping, and, and from that point, when I learned that, I was kind of frozen in place that I couldn't do that. Like I, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. I feel like at any moment something can happen because I'm right. not sharp, and I'm normally very sharp, and that becomes my superpower. And so, um, you know, for anybody listening. Uh, even if you do that or you do indulge in those things just make sure you're always sharp enough to get yourself out of some shit if some shit pops off yeah wow
1: wow man again man uh my condolences my deepest condolences man losing losing a family member like that a brother in that fashion bro like mm-hmm. and that and that and that's another thing that that bugs me a lot and as i got older i started to realize that And, you know, I've been in some some altercations, but nothing, you know, involving the gun, but alcohol related, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. you leaving yourself very vulnerable, you know, being inebriated like that and intoxicated. So as I got older, I kind of removed myself from the going out scene, you know, the nightlife Mm -hmm. in the city or whatever and house parties and kind of kept it at the crib, you know, and maybe had people over doing it that way. And that doesn't alleviate any problems. It may reduce it, but still. And, and I'm glad to, you know, now I don't drink. I don't do none of that. Um, and, but like I said, that stayed in the back of my mind, like, yo, if, if some shit was to pop off, I'm in no shape or form to protect myself. Right. Uh, you know, whoever's with me or anything like that. And that's, that's a horrible situation to be in as a man, man, so.
0: Yeah, you know, put simply, I, I do believe that a man should be war ready at all times. Right. At all times, be war ready. And so for me, that was the biggest lesson and takeaway I got from that. And, uh, you know, that's my promise to me. That's my promise to my wife and my kids that no matter what happened or or ends up happening to me, that, you know, you understand that it wasn't me being uh, neglectful or or being negligent. I'm sorry, uh, you know, about my safety. I always cared about coming home. I was war ready. You know, they just got yeah. me, you know what I'm saying? They, yeah. they might deserve that if you get me, cause I'm damn sure on it already. I'm already there and mentally. Like I'm ready. Um, yeah. and you just can't prepare for everything. So I, I just want them to know. And I want everybody to know, um, always do everything you can to make sure you make it home, you know, yeah. have you're fun, but make it home. And yeah. I wish my brother would have thought that same way. Cause maybe he'd still be here.
1: Yeah. Very true, man. Um, and a lot of us don't think about it that much, man. It, it's something we take for granted. Um, like I said, we we can definitely hit another episode off for of that. uh war ready, man. Um, so yeah, luckily I I got through unscathed, and you know I'm here today to, to to talk about it. But but yeah, Kev. Um, those were the two points that that stood out to me. The things that my father taught me, and he kind of you know lectured me on that that. Are very much important from now and, and and to the end of time, pretty much. So, what what's some other ones that that you learned about? Uh,
0: my brother had this. Uh, I, I, again, I'm the youngest of three, so if I say my brother, I could be talking to any uh, talking about any one of three of them. Yeah. Uh, my other brother had this thing about uh, you know, the one that really spent the most time raising me because we lived in the same house. He was the youngest uh, of my older brothers he didn't want me to make friends too quick he said never make friends too quick right you have to you have to measure a man uh, before you call him a friend Mm -hmm. and um when I was really little I used to hate that because my brother would like you know I get smacked upside the head for for violating man rules And, and he had this real mature uh real mature aura man like he just he was a man amongst boys even when he was a boy and so him raising me and, and feeling like he's my dad and, you know, and taking that responsibility on even just seven years older than me, man, shit, I might get smacked upside the head for, for, for violating man rules, right? And I just remember yeah. one time I was playing with this kid at the park and uh, me and this kid playing, uh, we having a good time. And then I come back and say, oh, this is my friend. Uh, I don't know what it's, Curtis or something. He's like, friend, how long you known him? I'm like, oh, shit. Mm. And here it is. But uh, you know what? You know, uh, it, it didn't take very long for me to realize that that was uh, the, the greatest advice up until that point that he had given me, you know, and even at, at like seven years old, I remember the first time a, a person betrayed my trust or betrayed me as a friend, I realized that, oh, these guys are fickle. The world is a fickle place. Mm. My brother had a, a point, right? And even only being what, 14 at the time, when he was telling me that, That was a real point. Like everybody's not your friend and don't trust people and don't call people friend, the friend, the word friend means so much more to me than it means to a lot of people. Um, Like I don't even have uh, a whole lot of friends. Mm -hmm. You, Jesse, Joey, Mm -hmm. and look, and everybody go back 15, 17 years. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't, I, I got one friend I made since 06. Wow. Uh, Jen, yeah, that's Jen. real. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. it's just, I'm not that guy. And, and it's, it's given me a lot of peace. Uh, and, and it's let me live a drama free life, because a lot of people will, will clamp on to you, and they will suck you for everything you have to offer. And then they'll go find a new friend or a new acquaintance, um, yeah. you know, or a new resource, because a lot of times people use the word friend in place of resource, but the function of your relationship is what you are. And many times you're just a resource to a person. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I want to let, I want to make sure that I'm teaching my sons that, you know, every friendly face isn't a friendly heart and you, you, you don't always know the spirit behind the person that you meet and the, the, the spirit behind a stranger that you, that you shaking hands with, man. Um, and the intent behind that person. So, you know, you need to have enough to measure before you, uh, call a person a friend or, or trust a person with, with vital information or, or, or vital resources.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, my parents taught the same the same lesson with that. Uh, my mother being a big one, my stepfather, they were pretty much advocates for that. And, you know, I had to learn the hard way, got into some stuff early. Uh, but like you said, it, it's something that you got to kind of learn as you get older because I feel like as I'm teaching these same things to my children, it's not really going to hit home until it actually happens, until yeah. they experience it for themselves and yeah. i think i think it's, it's really it should only really take one good time after yeah. you've been told you know what i'm saying like yeah. oh shit this is the reality of all really did happen like that okay 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 yeah. you well, know you, i'm not i'm not getting fed bullshit here
0: right well you get the context uh you know and the reference but until you get the experience and it, it don't click you know, mm-hmm. like I'm I'm almost positive when you were seeing the back of them dudes' ass running when them other dudes was trying to jump you. you realize, yeah. Oh, yeah, don't keep false company. Like this is what it is.
1: That's real. That's you know, yeah, man. I I what was that junior year, maybe? Mm-hmm. Sophomore, I think, something like that. And you know, I I guess these these cats came from CJ or some other school in the city. And I didn't even know. That they was really mobbing on us because I, I was just, just unaware of the, of the situation and kind of absent minded as far as like, yo, this shit real. Because they ran up and hit the guys I was with. And I'm like, is that, are they really hit this cat? Like, it didn't even dawn on me that I got hit. And I didn't know who it was, like 560s guy. So I, it was like wintertime. So I had to take off my bag, I had my coat, my coat on. So the first person in front of me, I squared up with. And, like, soon as the guys I'm with took off, they took off. So, I was like, I thought we was finna do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm ready. You got my attention now. But I should have already been, you know what I'm saying, more situation, had more situation awareness. But, um, but yeah, like, I'm thinking, like, let's go. Like, I missed three versus, I don't know, six. But let's go. Like, I just felt like I was with people that could at least defend themselves or at least put up a fight. You know what I mean? And yeah. I just... I was like, damn, these, they they didn't handle business how I thought they would, you know what I'm saying? I can see if somebody drew a gun or something or like, you know what I mean? But I'm just like, not, people go through that fight or flight is what they say. I was right. ready to fight, like I'm, we already here. I ain't got to chase you down and we we knuckled up right here. You know right. what I'm saying? So I was about to swing on old boy. He was like a shorter dude. So he had got low to the ground to like dodge any, you know what I'm saying, attempt on him. but. And then they just took off like track field shit, you know what I'm saying? Both directions. So I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah, man. So just, you know, you you really don't know guys' character until the shit really hits the fan. Absolutely. And
0: which brings me to the next point, right? Don't expect yeah. you from everybody else. Yeah. Don't expect yeah, that, you from everybody I, else because I was I was about that. that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it was just like instinct, like, you know, and I took martial arts when I was younger, uh, for like four, four and a half years before I got into basketball. Um, And it wasn't like, you know, I'm like, yo, I took martial arts, let me go use the shit. It was just innate, like it was just a natural reaction. Like, yo, I'm a, you hit me, I'm hitting you back. Like, that's what it was. And um, if, if I was obviously more aware of the situation and just was ready to brawl from, the first action, you know, and the first swing they made, I'd have been more aware to defend myself better and, and, and probably would have hit, you know, whoever. They probably wouldn't have ever hit me because I was already had my shit up. But, uh, but yeah, man, like you said, uh, you know, when it comes to friends, you can't use, like, I'll be telling, I, I tell my four-year-old, you know, I just met two friends today. Like, no, you met two people today. Right, you know two acquaintances. I mean? Right, and I <laughs> asked, like, what's their name? Um, exactly. Like, Damn. you know, so, like I said, she's young and, and she's still yet to develop what the real term of a friend is. And yeah. a lot of that time, like I said, um, because I didn't learn that till later. And like I said, you know, when we were kids, we up to a point you use friends pretty loosely. But, um, yeah, man, it's like I said, you just got to really know that people come and go. Yeah. you know people are very situational you know and, and seasonal in your life man so
0: uh, you know that story is interesting it, it brings me to another point um you know my brother always taught me and he didn't he didn't say this with his words but with his actions uh you know basically to have courage in the face of fear mm-hmm. i remember i wasn't allowed to show fear Right so he never explicitly told me to have courage what he what he did was he would put me in a scary ass situation uh by normally uh, just picking a kid of my size uh, or bigger to fight me randomly in the middle of the projects in the courtyard, yeah, right, and um I wasn't allowed to show fear. If he saw fear, then I was going to be you know roughed up a little bit afterwards. Yeah. Um and so yeah, pretty much it was like kid cage fights <laughs> in the yeah. middle of the projects right and yeah. um, I had to win but I I didn't necessarily had to win but I but I could never quit um yeah. and so um, I won you know I don't think I ever lost one but I was always a little bit afraid cuz who's not afraid of conflict of of violence of of you know of that type of trauma but I was never allowed to show fear, and uh, you know, fear in the it, to feel the fear and do it anyway, to feel the fear and continue forward—that's the very definition of courage. Now it was a it, it was a unorthodox and, and potentially toxic way of, of teaching courage. You know, to throw me in the lion's den and just let me adjust <laughs> and figure that shit out, but. It did it ta- it taught me courage because i was always afraid as a kid and it got to a point to where he would pick a kid out and i didn't particularly give a damn one way or another not because i thought i was winning but just because what the hell i gotta do it anyway i guess i should focus on my right jab or you know what i'm saying like wh- mm. i tell the shit i can focus on in this fear i can feel the fear and still continue moving forward and uh i think that was one of the most valuable lessons i learned because you know Courage is a a thing that is applicable to life in every direction. When you start a business as an adult, you need that courage Mm because you're going to be afraid. You're going to be anxious. Man, what if I lose my ass, man? What if I lose all this money, man? What if it don't work? What if the the bank comes after me? What if I incur a lot of debt? Like what if, what if, what if do it anyway? Do Mm -hmm. that shit anyway. Mm-hmm. What if this girl don't like me, man? I'm going to talk to her, man. I think she's so fine. I think she's so beautiful. I just want to holler at her. I just want to take her out, man. Shit, she might not like me. She might think I'm ugly. She wants somebody else. Do that shit anyway. Yeah. No matter what it is, I learned from a very young age that fear is not the worst thing in the world. And, and neither is failure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whether you get your ass kicked or whether you fail at a business or whether you fail or, or get rejected by a person uh, you know, romantically, it, it's not the end of the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: it hasn't, it almost has no bearings on your future outside of strengthening you for the next event. Wow. Uh, so, you know, that was just such a valuable lesson. And even though it came in a, you know, very odd way, the, the, <laughs> the project, project courtyard cage fights uh, of, of Mount Crest courts, it, it really built in me a sense of fearlessness. Um, and, and by fearlessness, I, I just mean courage because we always fear. And, and I still have fears to this day. I still have fears of failure and fears of you know all of these different things but it doesn't stop me it doesn't have a power over me and it doesn't make my decisions for me because i've been through far worse and far more traumatic and i came out on top yeah awesome that's 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 awesome man
1: luckily uh i guess i ain't had to go through that in that sense um but i just that's feel as
0: you i had daddy, you had a daddy because you had a daddy, but not
1: yeah yeah um but yeah, man, that's, that's, some, that's some powerful stuff. Um, and I know it, it's some lessons that, that may not stand out from or any other additional lessons that may not stand out as much um, right now other than the, the two I spoke of. But there, there are some lessons that I've learned either along the way that I want to, you know, press on to my children. Absolutely. And, and for them to learn. As they grow older and uh, and like you said the the main point, like you said, is everyone is not your friend, you know, yeah, and um like you said i I just think once they understand the value of that word um and how much weight the word "friend" holds, like I said, that'd be a lot more selective, and you know i I just really think that as far as friends go, they're the next best thing to family in a lot of ways, you know, and and they're not willing to go to bat for you, stand up for you or willing to fight for you to protect you, whatever, do it as a team, whatever it takes, then that's, that's not the qualities of a friend.
0: You know, my favorite quote, my favorite quote about friends is this one. I thought this was slick as hell when I first heard it, uh, as it pertains to my friends, I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies.
1: Yeah.
0: I thought that shit was G. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, and and, and that's, it's funny cause I got four friends and they've been friends forever. You know, that yeah. 06 is the uh, youngest friend I got since is 06, right? So, wow. uh, you know, uh, I think that uh, that's a very valuable a lesson to learn. You know, my brother also taught me something else and I, I wanna speak on this. He always taught me to do what's right uh, and, and not do it for credit, but just do it because it's right. One mm-hmm. time when I was uh, 11, I watched my brother pry an old woman who was, who who had wrecked her car in an intersection. She was stuck in the car and, um, the car was smoking. So there was some fear of the car burning up. Um, and, uh, I watched him rip the door open. I mean, he had to bend the metal and everything to get this, to, to get this woman out. And, uh, he was young. I was, he's seven years older than me. I was 11. So he's about 18. Uh, And he ripped this girl. He he got this woman up out of his car, helped her out of the car, got her to a safe place. The ambulance came. The news cameras came. Mm. And as the news cameras and the ambulance was pulling up, other good Samaritans supposedly was was running up, you know, trying to, you know, help out too. And he seen the news cameras. I don't know how the hell or why the hell they showed up, but we had stayed there for a while, so they knew there was, you know, was some something going on. But as soon as the news cameras got there and the ambulance finally got there, he jumped back in the car and we rolled off before he could take any credit at all. Nice. And I was just thinking, man, what the fuck, man? You about to be a this now, man? Please say, it's, it's the close, time. <laughs> right, it's so close up, man. You no, know, say cheese. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's just like, man, Kev, You got to do what you're supposed to do. Because it's the right thing, you know. We ain't doing it for credit. We doing it because we great, and we gonna be great yeah. to people. And I just remember hearing that, and um, wow. you know, it was such a clear example because it wasn't like he was trying to make a statement for me. He was just doing it. I was asking, man, what? But brother, cameras are right there. He gonna get the credit because the yeah. other dude, this other dude, came out of nowhere. He straightened his back up and started talking to the news cameras and shit. I'm like, man, he gonna get the credit? He like, we don't do anything for credit, Kev. And I'm mm. like, man that's deep and from deep? then on man like yeah. he only had to say shit once man my brother was so serious he's still so serious when he do something or say something bro, that's it that's law he mean it. Mm-hmm. he believed that, and uh mm-hmm. because he was so convicted at that moment i believed it too and from that point on i've done i've done a, a great many right things not for credit but just because they were the right things to do and i think that was real valuable so hopefully i can pass that on to my son that he can uh he can do good deeds and good works and love people just because it's it's the right thing to do, and it and it lives in his heart to do so.
1: Yeah, that's real. That's real. I had I, the same, the same things that that go through my mind, and and I don't like you said, you don't do it for the credit. You don't do it to to be popular or you know for people to praise you or anything like that. You do it like you said because it's right. You know, you you have the the abilities and the strength or whatever resources someone else needs, and you do it from the heart, man. And it makes you feel good. It's almost like, you know, it's, it's intrinsic how it happens. And that's all you need is to know that you did something great uh, uh, to help someone. So, yeah, yeah that's spot yeah. on, man. You know, um,
0: uh, all right, go ahead. Do your thing.
1: Oh, no, I'm just going to say the, the other thing I wanted my children to learn from is to be independent. Of course, you know, we want to establish that but also don't be too brad, uh, excuse me, don't be too proud to ask for help. Don't think help, you know, you you, you so far beyond help. You know what I'm saying that it's not still valuable or it doesn't it's, it's not going to happen or that you're not going to need it. You know what I mean? Cuz you can not it's nothing in this world you can do that's going to be great without help. You know what i'm saying so i i just want them to 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 live with with knowing that like hey yeah you may get to a ex- certain extent by yourself but just know if you have plans on continuing it you're gonna need some help you know and that's fine that's okay to ask for help and if you don't get the help it's that's cool too at least you went out your way to ask for it you know and like i said we're teaching them how to be independent anyway but you know you continue further you know, along your path by yourself. But, you know, just just know that help is, is something that you're going to need in life.
0: I think uh, I think along with that, though, uh, the people that ha- have a fear of asking for help uh, are generally more concerned with the way it looks, the optics of asking for help. And they're, mm-hmm. they're also concerned with uh, what people think of them. And so along with their, uh, along with that life lesson, I, I'd like to share with my son and I think I have, and it's one of our, it's one of our daily drill downs for real. Um, you know, just don't give a fuck about what people think. Yeah. It is the most, another person's opinion is the most useless thing in the world to a person who's trying to achieve something for themselves is mm-hmm. worrying about what somebody else got to say about what you doing for yourself or what you are doing for your family or what you, uh, a dream to attain. It's just, it doesn't make any sense to care about what people think. It's so limiting. It's so it's, it's a handicap. It's like cancer, man. And so, you know, not, being too afraid to ask for help almost is always an uh, indicator that maybe they uh, value the opinions and the, and, and the ideas of others a little bit too strongly. And so that's something I've always uh, coached. No, my, my son, Noah, especially um, he's five. So these are issues that he's having now in kindergarten some kids like you, some kids don't, you know, and it takes everything out of me to, to just not be like, fuck them kid." You know, you, 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 you gotta, you gotta train them in a the way they should go. So I try to not say it that way, but, uh, you know, caring about what everybody else thinks about what you're doing uh, ultimately leads to a life of, uh, of, 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 of subservience, social subservience. You find yourself doing what, what you believe to be accepted, versus what you want or what you love to do. Uh, so it's really important to, to always figure out who you are, who you want to be, and go chase that like hell. It right. doesn't matter who, who, or who or what other people want you to be. It doesn't matter who or what your parents even want you to be. I would rather my son live a happy life and a fulfilled as long as it's safe, within reason, a happy life and a fulfilled life, that I disagree with over a uh, over a, a toxic, unhappy, uh, confined life that I've structured for him. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Like I, I just I want him to really come out here and, and live a life that he can be proud of and he can love, and and that's more important than everything. And so, for those of us who are worried about the 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 views of a stranger, fuck that! I don't right. have time for that. And again, yeah. that goes back to that courage, man. You know, feel that fear, that anxiety or whatever fear you, whatever feeling you have about the opinions of others, especially if you think that maybe they won't be favorable. Feel that fear and that anxiety yeah. and do the shit anyway. Still mm-hmm. do you no matter what. Still do you no matter what.
1: Right, right. Yep. Move through it. Move through it, man. Um, One of the last things probably is to kind of go along with that is don't expect people to behave or think the way that you do. Oh, simply, dope, yeah. 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 Just simply because they aren't you, you know what I mean? Everyone doesn't live by the same code. They don't have the same ethics, same principles, same morals. That's fine. I just, I want them to understand that you're the only you, you know, don't expect them to to think and and understand the same things and you know, put those people in their box in their categories. Okay, I know how this one is on when it comes to that, and how this one is, and you don't have to value these people's opinion, because they aren't yours, you know, they don't have to do the same for you. You know, just kind of keep that, that barrier as far as understanding that just because it's not going over with them. And, you know, they're being defensive, or y'all don't agree that's okay you don't have to take it personal just understand right. that that y'all just two different people agree to disagree and, and move on or if, you know like I say if, if either one of y'all are getting eaten up too much about it either the relationship should be suspended or you know what i mean y'all y'all thinking too too deep into it and real friends people that's real close they don't let stuff like that kind of divide them right you know you you just kind of you know keep keep those things separate and you know, y'all either don't speak on it, or like I said, if it if it makes that big of a deal, then maybe y'all should go y'all separate ways. You know what I'm saying? If y'all can't talk through it,
0: yeah, can't forgive about it, then forget about it. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's so much less important to me that people agree with what I say uh, than when I started like my YouTube channel. I remember the first 20, 30, 40, 50 videos I made, it was super important when somebody got in the comment section was like, I agree. And then they gave their spiel. Mm -hmm. And I started getting more haters, the more popular I got. I disagree, fuck what you got to say. You know, all of these Mm -hmm. ideas and you know, at first it was like, ugh, it kind of hurt us. You know, gave me a feeling. And now I just, I'm glad I've I've gone through that and and watched myself mature because now I just, I just don't give a damn about what people had to say. And um, and I don't and I don't even give a damn about, uh, you know, what I have to say in, in relationship to what somebody else is doing. Like mm-hmm. as much as much as my opinion doesn't matter about them or, or or as I'm sorry, as much as their opinion doesn't matter about me, my opinion does not matter about them, mm-hmm. And I realize that, like, we always think, oh, fuck their opinion. But my opinion, my yeah. opinion. Right. Like, yeah. well, no, fuck our opinions Neither <laughs> yeah. one of our opinions about each other are are worth a hill of beans man and um mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I think when you just realize that man we are human we are trying to figure this shit out it really doesn't matter at the end of the day as long as we we're living lives that we can be proud of and, yeah. and not anybody else be proud of us but we be proud of ourselves that's all that matters man exactly i don't even take my opinion about other people that damn serious anymore yeah. because I don't expect me from other people. I, I'm me for a reason, and they didn't. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: And, and and a lot of times, I mean, it's it's cool to disagree, to have different, you know, viewpoints and things like that. I just think it gets it gets out of hand when people are disrespectful and they try to get personal about it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, okay, oh, that show said, okay, cool. You know what I mean? All right, well, you rock with that, and I'm rocking over here. But now, if you're trying to attack me and chastise me. Do all this other unnecessary attacking this is like come on man we ain't need them.
0: i made myself stop dedicating energy to trying to change the minds and the hearts of others who didn't first agree with me mm-hmm. it's so exhausting That i heard a statistic one in one time in a book i don't think i think it was um how to win friends and influence people i was reading that book and he was saying you know I don't know if it, what figure it was, what percentage, it might have been 60 or 70 percent or whatever percentage he said. We spend so much, uh, so much of a percentage of our lives uh, and the energy that we expend trying to convince others of our point of view.
1: Mm.
0: He said, you have so much more energy and so much more joy when you have given up the idea that you need to convince others of your point of view. And even while we have this podcast and we say in our piece, and we hope that somebody could be positively influenced by it. I have given up the idea of convincing anyone who needs convincing. If you hear my words and you're changed by them, man, that's what's up. More power to you. Love and respect brother. Yeah. But if you don't, that's what's up. More power to you. Love and respect brother. Like, it's this the same and yeah. it has to be that way because if I invest myself on how you Evolve based on your uh, your encounter with me. Um, Outside of taking the bad and leaving the uh, taking the good and leaving the bad, anything after that exhausts me. Exactly, you know what I'm saying. So it's just really important that you know. And again, back back to the fatherhood thing. I just I always try to teach my son that the only opinion that matters is his about him, not his about somebody else's, and not somebody else's about him. Mind your damn business and do your damn thing like only you can do it. Somebody listen to this podcast and be like, I don't like these dudes. Fuck them. That was up. Hey, <laughs> thanks, right. for li- thanks, for yeah. thanks for listening, <laughs> brother. Thanks, for brother. Yeah. You know, but uh, I-, I think that that's just real important. And uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I think that that was a good discussion.
1: Yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was. So everyone listening, uh, we hope that you enjoyed this one and. Have the same conversation with those close to you, other men, other fathers, whomever, children. You know what are some lessons that they're learning? What are some things that they're continuing to think about, thrive on, remind themselves of as as, as they you know move along this journey we call life? So as always, uh, we're on IG, we're on Twitter. Come find us, highlight us, comment. We're we're, we're posting content uh you know several times a week you know check us out we're on all major streaming services wherever you're hearing this on we're on uh plenty other ones share like you know what i mean engage with us let us know what you're thinking but uh but yeah man this this was definitely a good one we got more to come but as always it's dayo holloway that's kev hick peace and love
0: Peace and love and sleep, brother. I'm tired of the (laughs) motherfucker.